everyone! Welcome to Reading with Christine Figs. I'm your host, Christine, and I am so happy you are here with me today. In today's episode, I want to talk about my most recent read, Taste, My Life Through Food by Stanley Tucci. (laughs) The book's description is, Stanley Tucci grew up in an Italian-American family that spent every night around the kitchen table. He shared the magic of those meals with us in the Tucci cookbook and the Tucci table. (laughs) Such a tongue twister. And now he takes us beyond the savory recipes and into the compelling stories behind them. Taste is a reflection on the intersection of food and life, filled with anecdotes and gro- about growing up in Westchester, New York, preparing for and shooting the foodie films Big Night and Julie and Julia, falling in love over dinner, and teaming up with his wife to create meals for a multitude of children. Each morsel of this gastronomic journey through good times and bad, five stars, uh, five star meals and burn dishes is as heartfelt and delicious as the last. Not many people know the man behind Stanley's characters, but his story is worthy of a movie. With the authority of a wise uncle and a few recipes because he just can't help himself, he walks up through, I'm sorry, he walks us through his life. School lunches, his classmates envied, waiting tables before his big break, eating on film sets, the devastating loss of his first wife, and meeting his wife Felicity through his Devil Wears Prada co-star. Written with Stanley's signature wry humor, Taste is for fans of Bill Buford, Gabrielle Hamilton, Ruth Reichel, and anyone who knows the power of a home-cooked meal. Wow, what a description. (laughs) Truthfully, there's not much more I can add after that. This book is all of that. It's a complete and absolute delight from beginning to end. Okay, am I a little biased because I'm in love with Stanley Tucci? Uh, possibly. (laughs) But please do not let my deep love for this witty and charming man stop you from believing that this book is a treasure. The entire book felt like a great conversation over a glass of wine with someone. You know, someone people may have said to you, oh, you don't know my friend Stanley? I'll give you his number. You'll love him. From the very beginning, He feels like a friend that pulls you in with stories from his childhood, his family, and of course, his deep love of food. And you know that if you were hearing this directly from his mouth while sitting across from him at a dinner table, you would be leaning towards him, completely engrossed in what he is saying. Okay, yeah, I am definitely a bit in love with him. (laughs) His writing is conversational, which is my absolute favorite kind, and you will find yourself laughing along with his humor. You'll also find yourself hungry, very, very hungry (laughs) while reading this book. The way he talks about food is sensual, borderline sexual. Actually, it is sexual. At one point after talking about cheese, he writes, off to take a cold shower. And the next sentence starts with, I'm back. (laughs) Not to mention later in the book, while talking about a pasta carbonara he tried and fell in love with, he typed, Okay, maybe my reactions are a bit extreme, but I dare you to go to Pomodoro, eat the carbonara, and not just shout something like, fuck. (laughs) Yes, he wrote the word fuck in all capital letters, bolded, and as its own paragraph. (laughs) Like I said, a man after my own heart. He talks repeatedly about restaurants around the world that he has tried and loved, even sharing his favorite dishes that they serve. Unfortunately, however, Far too often throughout the book, you find an asterisk, I always have trouble with that word, 
only to see the footnote stating that due to the pandemic, that specific restaurant was forced to close, which is heartbreaking for many reasons, but also because he's just enticed you so deliciously and then it feels like a tease. He also talks quite a bit about his own cooking, the cooking of his wives, friends, professional chefs that have become family, and basically everyone in in between. He shares so many recipes throughout the book, and it's almost like another cookbook, but he does it in such a seamless way that the recipes add to the story he's telling, as if he wants you to picture him at the stove cooking for you. Although maybe that's just my own personal fantasy. (laughs) One of the aspects I enjoyed so much was his ability to make you laugh one moment and then really grip at your heart the next. So he grew up watching Julia Child with his mom, And as an adult, he came across one of her episodes while staying in a hotel, and he was unexpectedly emotional. He writes, My eyes suddenly welled up, and I had to stop myself from crying. Why was I suddenly experiencing a powerful rush rush of emotion? Because a black and white moving image of a chef was saying goodbye to me in French. After a few moments, I realized that I was moved by Mrs. Child, not only because she brought back happy boyhood memories of spending time with my mom, but also because Julia herself was so genuinely happy to be doing what she was doing. I saw in that moment the embodiment of what I and so many of us aspire to, to spend your life doing what you love and doing it well. To achieve this is a rare thing, but for those who can, real joy is theirs, as is the ability to bring that joy to others through their chosen vocation. You can just tell so easily the love and respect he has for every person that cooks a meal, professional or not, and that food is his true passion. I'll share with you this one last part of the book. It's a little long, but it's really special. What many people don't know is that for over two years, he was incredibly sick, fighting a secret battle with cancer that could have taken away the ability to use his mouth, not just for speaking, but also unfortunately eating. He goes into detail about this experience and then says, I have chosen to write about this painfully ironic experience because my illness and the brutal side effects of the treatment caused me to realize that food was not just a huge part of my life. It basically was my life. Food at once grounded me and took me to other places. It comforted me and challenged me. It was part of the fabric that made up my creative self and my domestic self. It allowed me to express my love for the people I love and make connections with new people I might come to love. When I was traveling, it kept me in touch with my family wherever I was in the world, whether on holiday or cooking for myself and a few colleagues while filming on location. During such meals, I would explain that the recipes I'd prepared had been passed down through many generations. These humble dishes had traveled from Calabria to the US to London, and now, to give one example, on location with me to a small bungalow in England's Lake District where they nourished a whole new set of people who had just entered my life. Watching my guests enjoy the meal I'd made filled me with great familial pride. In those moments, it was clear to me that someday, when my parents were no longer alive, I will always be able to put their teachings and all the love they gave me into a bowl and present it to someone who sadly will never have the good fortune of knowing them. But by eating that food, they will come to know them if even just a little. Yeah, that passage makes me emotional every time I read it. If you've graced me with the honor of sitting at my table, then you know that cooking for others is one of my love languages. 
food has always played an incredibly important role in my life, and I was able to relate to so much of what Stanley shared, but nothing so strongly as to what he shared in that passage, which also reminds me again of why I love books so much in the first place. Just like food, they connect us in ways we couldn't even dream of, and there's something really special in knowing that this wonderful person exists in the world, and that he gathers loved ones around him and shares a piece of himself a piece of his history, and a piece of his love when they sit at his table. If you're interested in this book, please do yourself the favor of buying a copy and maybe buying a copy for that foodie friend of yours. I know we all have one because they will definitely love it. Taste by Stanley Tucci is now in my Reading with Christine Figs online shop. The link is in my bio, and if you order a copy, let me know. I'd love to hear what you think of it. All right, now on to the art portion of this episode. Today we are exploring poetry again, and this time it's written by one of my favorite people, another amazing man, this one having changed my life the moment he walked into it. My dear friend, who I will always consider to be more like family, Tyler Knott Gregson. There are so many writers, poets, and all-around artists that I love, but finding Tyler's poetry set my life on a path I could have never predicted. When he and his beautiful wife Sarah came into my life, It was just as I was walking into a new chapter of mine, not knowing how quickly that chapter would end, and really that I would soon find myself living thousands of miles away from my family, sitting on their couch, drinking tea, and loving the twists and turns that my life had taken just to get me to that point. If I started talking about them more and the impact that they have had on my life, I will start crying. (laughs) And truthfully, it's a little early in the podcast recording stage to already find myself sniffling in your ears, mumbling incoherent words of love. So I'm going to focus on the writing. (laughs) Tyler is a poet and a fucking great one at that. His poetry, whether it's about love, nature, adventure, or even issues around the world, it always makes you feel so much. He brings people together with his words, constantly having his readers feel heard, understood, and of course, a little less alone. He has quite a few books out, all of which I have added to my online shop in case you're interested in picking up a copy, which I highly recommend. They are all so amazing. And every copy that I have has these like teeny tiny dog ears on the pages with my uh, absolute favorite poems. Yeah, there's there's quite a few dog ears throughout my books of his. <laughs> I could probably start a whole new podcast sharing his work because there really is that much of it. But luckily, I don't have to because he already has. He currently has a podcast called Chasers of the Light, and you should absolutely listen to it. In it, he shares his personal thoughts and his poetry, and it's a gift to anyone listening. When wanting to share poetry on his podcast, or I'm sorry, when wanting to share poetry on this podcast, I knew Tyler's work would definitely play a prominent role because I love it all so much, but deciding where to start was a little hard. So I'm going to start with his book, Illumination. It's his most recent and the tagline is poetry to light up the darkness. And that it definitely is. Here is the first poem of the book that I fell in love with. Will I leave here and say it was filled up to the brim? Meniscus at that delicate spot before filling becomes spilling over. Was this a life well spent? Time deposited where time belonged. Did I laugh enough along the way? I know more of failure than success. I know this, but I know more of standing back up because of it. 
We'll see where the dust settles. We'll see what gets left behind. Mm-hmm. Like I said, his work is pretty magical. Tyler's magic is in taking your thoughts, your concerns, your love, your desires, everything you have probably ever felt, and putting it to words that are literal poetry. <laughs> you won't be able to read his work and not connect to it. That I promise you. If you haven't had the pleasure of reading his work before, I hope you will take the time to do so now. All right, my friends, thank you for spending some time with me and listening to me chat about these wonderful and talented men. I hope you've enjoyed it. And until next time, I hope you read. And if you can't, because that's just how life goes sometimes, I hope you enjoy some art in whatever form you find it. Because when life gets difficult, it is art in all of its many forms that can hold us, heal us, and give us hope. I love you all. Happy reading. Happy reading.